As you so command, so shall we obey in the name of Jesus. We shall go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, to every nation. And preach the gospel of salvation. And preach the gospel of peace. And preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. We shall go. And as you go, lo, you are with us. As you go, Lo, you will lead us. As we go, lo, your power will back us up to the glory of your name, to the blessing of all whom we come across, to the joy of heaven, and to our own great blessing. Thank you. As you minister the more into us and ginger us to go and never sit, to go and never remain dormant, to go and never be in a state of doubt and uncertainty, to go into this year and to go into all the world and to go preaching the gospel and bringing glad tidings and joy to you. Blessings to all and to us as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Our God will lead you. Our God will lead me. Our God will lead us. He's a miracle God. Our God will lead you. Our God will lead me. Our God will lead us. He's a miracle God again. Our God will lead you. Our God will lead me. Our God will lead us. He's a miracle God again. Our God will lead you. Our God will lead me. Our God will lead us. He's a miracle God. He's a pillar of fire by the day. He's a pillar of fire by the
an affirmation and you are making a declaration in answer to what God just told you and I January 1 it says lo I am with you go into 2021 for lo I am with you how? perpetually uniformly and at every occasion today he is re-emphasizing I will lead you. Moses asked, Who will go with us? And the Lord answered, My presence will go with you, and I will see the journey to the end. Exodus 33, and that is exactly at the verse of 14. And today, he's gone ahead and said, I will not only go in my presence as the Father, as the Son, the Savior, but also in my spirit to empower you. What else do you need? And he went on and said, I will lead. I will lead. And if he says he will lead, then you are well done in Jesus' name. We are well covered in Jesus' name. The battle of the year is already won in the name of Jesus Christ. If only you will do what I've told you. If you will go by my bidding as a son and a daughter, take heed to what the Father says. And that's why we welcome everyone here to this very first Sunday of the year and of the month, January 2021. You're welcome in Jesus' name. And I welcome everyone again here for those who are seen for the very first time this year. Those who may be hearing us for the very first time this year. You're welcome to the new year 2021 in which the Lord will lead you and his presence will go with you and you will go on the journey with him in the name of Jesus Christ. You're welcome again. It's God's mercy. Is his providence, is his blessing, is his grace, is the non-aligned support that has preserved us through 2021 and ruled us over. Some say crossed us over. And many will say crossed us over without any hangover and without any other over to take over under his leading into 2021. With all our hearts, with the depth of our sincerity, we ascribe all glory, honor, power, dominion, majesty to him who has our life in his hands and our times in his hands. To him be glory in the name of Jesus Christ. And he crossed us over. He preserved us with a purpose for a reason. He didn't finish with us because he hasn't ended with us. If he has ended with us, you will end in 2021. If he has ended with you, you won't survive 2021. And so the very fact that the Lord has preserved you and I into 2021 is the very same assurance that the Lord 
is still at work with you and are working you to perfect the reason for keeping you alive. And through 2021, he will lead you on in the name of Jesus Christ. And so he left you and I for a main purpose, for a central focus. And that's our year theme. Go ye into all the world and make disciples. That's the reason he's leaving you and I. Somebody will say this year, I'm believing the Lord for great things. Great. I'm believing the Lord to pass. Great. My university education has been started for just over one year. Yes. My secondary school set also delayed. I can't get admission. You have all those ones. But friend, get the focus right. He has preserved you this year so that you can go into the world and the journey of this year and the world and make disciples and preach the gospel, make heaven happy, keep the main thing, the main thing, keep the major thing, the major thing, the Germans will say, and leave the minors, they will be taken care of. As you seek first his kingdom, and he addressed us as children this morning, and you seek his righteousness to do his work, that which gives him joy. The rest of the other programs you have will come secondary, but they will come to pass in Jesus' name. They will follow you in the name of Jesus. You will not morbidly pursue them. You will not obsessively pursue them. Your life does not depend on them. Your life does not hang on them. And so if you keep your hope and focus on what the Lord says is the main thing, sure, as the Lord who has given the promise and the command, he will fulfill his own side of the bargain in the name of Jesus Christ. And so we look at our text. Matthew 28 verse 19. The gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. King James. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Message, Bible. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life. Revised Standard Version. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Amplified. Go then and make disciples of all the nations. NIV, the international version. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Mark 16 verse 15. Which is more nearly word to word, phrase to phrase, with a theme. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There are what we call the five great commission statements in the New Testament. The five great commission commands, mandates in the New Testament. They are preceded in the Old Testament, by the great commission question and a command. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, 
whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Whom shall I send? And who will go for heaven? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Commands. And he said, Go and tell these people. The great commission statements in the New Testament, the first, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, certainly, confidently, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Here is the purpose of Goyi. Here is the purpose of evangelism. What's the purpose? Verse 18, he declares his power. And how much power does he have? All power. 19, he describes his purpose for you and I. He describes his universal plan. He describes the plan while you are still on earth breathing this second and he may allow you and I to breathe tomorrow, next month and as he permits until the end of the year. And he says go to all the world, all the nations. Verse 20, he tells us the duration of his presence as we go. And what is the duration? Always. And as we read on January 1, perpetually, uniformly, and at every occasion. No stopping. No interruption. Carrying his presence. Perpetual. That's the duration. Not aborted by night. Not aborted by circumstance. Not aborted by location. Not aborted by events. And thank God we've heard him. He said, you will hear the news. You will look around. There isn't going to be anything better. We said it also, and he told us in January 1, there's not going to be much better news in every ramification. Reason, we are approaching the end of times. Biblical history and prophecy will be fulfilled. But for as many as hold on to him, Look unto him, go with his presence, and listen to his bidding, and be guided by his word. He will direct their economy, their paths, your life, your success, and your greatness. That's what he paraphrased this morning. May that be you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. So this is the purpose of Go Ye in Matthew. To all who come across you. Whom you come across. Everywhere. And as you go, my power is with you. Resident there. Carry my presence. What other authority or mandate do you need? Secondly, in Mark 16, 15, the second great commission statement. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. Here we have the activity for go ye. The activity for evangelism. 
What is the activity? Go everywhere and anywhere and preach the gospel to everyone and anyone. That's the activity of going. That's the focus. Thirdly, in Luke 24, 47. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at your Jerusalem. Here is the curriculum of Goi. Here is the curriculum of the gospel. What is the thing you teach? What is the thing you preach? What is your main domain? What is your message? Repentance and forgiveness of sins in the only one name of who? Jesus Christ. And as you do, begin from your Jerusalem. Fourthly, in John twenty twenty one, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. The commissioning for Goyi. The commissioning for Goyi. And if you remember, as we read in the same Matthew 28, from verse 18, from the Message Bible, two days ago, God authorized and commanded me to commission you. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. As the Father has sent me, I am commissioning you. Go. You have the power. You have my mandate. You have my presence. Fifthly, in Acts 1.8, we read, But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the utmost parts of the earth. This is the strategy of your going. This is the strategy. Begin from your Jerusalem. Spread to your neighborhood. Get into your workplace. Get into your city or town or village. And then go far. Home and foreign missions. And this is the purpose of the Holy Spirit. God said, I am complete. I am God the Father who leads you and guides you and you obey. I am God the Son who saved you and gives you the sweet smelling fragrance to also present the same message to others. I am God the Holy Spirit who does what? Empower you to be able to carry out this assignment. You are not alone. And so the purpose, friends, main purpose of the Holy Spirit, the baptism, the infilling Pentecost is to empower you and I to do what? To be witnesses of going. To spread his saving grace and deliverance to all who are in bondage into all the world. Every other thing the Holy Spirit helps us do is in addition. Is in support of this main one. And no wonder when you are going, that's where the signs and the wonders come. A manifestation. When you are sitting down in your sitting room, when you are gradually watching the television, when you are just in your luxury, you don't need much of the gifts. And you don't even want it as it were. 
Because he may tell you something that will spoil your comfort zone, as it were. But when you experience his power, is as you go. Word of wisdom comes. Grace to heal comes. Faith comes. And pronouncement that touch lives and touch situations come. And the person only reminds you weeks or months later. You say this then. But because the spirit was at work, he has brought his word to come to pass. Praise you the Lord. So, the emphasis is go ye. If you see there, go ye is in action. If you italicize a thing, it tells you pay attention. Action. Somebody may say, if you've been here for a few years now, ah, this looks like a theme for 2015. Yes, yes, yes. It's the same Matthew 28, 19. Yes, God has his different burdens for different time. What was the emphasis that time? Making disciples of all nations. What is his emphasis this time? Go ye. Go. Church, go. You, go. I myself, go. Go ye. And when you hear the command, go ye, it's a command. It's an action word. It's instantaneous. He's saying, don't dele-dale. He's saying, don't have a second thought. He said, no argument. Go first. Obey before complain. If there's any complaint there. But I dare say there is none. The first thing that comes to your mind is, who is this command from? Who is giving the command? Who is giving the order? Who is making the statement? Who is speaking? Who is commanding? Who is giving this mandate? If you want to know the importance or relevance or urgency to attach to a statement, to another, to a command, whether it came directly or somebody came as a proxy to give you the message or statement, the first thing you want to find out is who is doing what? Giving the command. Who is speaking? What is the authority he has to ask me to go? What is backing him up? If a madman by the road junction says, go ye come, go ye come, go ye come, go ye come, will you pay attention to him? Sometimes they speak sense. They do. If also in jest, and somebody just say, my friend, you just go, go, JJ, go, go, JJ. It may not take much to it. So you want to know who is speaking? What authority is speaking? Whose authority is speaking? To now know, am I going to obey? Am I going to just go on my normal? Should I sit down tight? Even the more. The person who is saying, go ye, is our Lord Jesus Christ, who is giving the command and the mandate. The person who is giving the marching order is the captain of our team, the captain of our salvation, the author of our salvation, the propitiation and advocate, and the Lord and Bishop of our souls. The owner of my life and your life in the new regenerated form. He who opened the door that you and I were able to do what? Enter. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, no matter who you are, most powerful man on the world, most famous fellow in the world, no man comes to the Father, gets the Father's attention, becomes a child of the kingdom, except by me. That's the authority speaking. 
be who has the power to shut and no one can ever do what? Open. He who when he opens, nobody dares counter. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He said it on January 1. He's repeating it today. I already know the end of this year from the beginning. I have the templates. I have the compass. I know if you will only key in unto me, you can find your way. Many will falter by the way. Many will faint because they depend on the news around. They depend on the economy. They depend on circumstances. Oh, sure, they will run and faint. They will walk and be weary. But the one who has lapped unto he who is speaking, the Lord, the mighty one, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, the counselor, the Lord of lords, he who is speaking to you and I and giving another, he will run and not be weary. You will walk and not faint. And you will go every day in the strength and in the presence of the Lord. He was once the victim and the sin bearer of our sins. But now has been appointed by God the Father to be the judge of every living and dead human being. That's the one speaking. That's the one giving the other. That's the one who has eternal destiny of every human being in his hand. He's the one giving the other. It is Jesus Christ's last command. And therefore, it should be our first commission. And that's why I say the reason why God is keeping you alive this year. Change your priorities. But if you are really in God's plan and program, you don't need any change of priorities. He just emphasizes it more. The priority, the main thing, the first commission for being alive this year is do what? Go ye. Go ye and make disciples. Go ye and preach. Go ye and do the kingdom business. Go ye and do the only thing why when I gave you new life, I kept you still on earth. Otherwise, the moment you are regenerated and born again, I take you to heaven. And that's why for a saint, whenever he goes, it's not the issue. It is whether he has finished what God has assigned to him or her to accomplish. It's his last command. It's his last mandate. And therefore, it is a wish. One of our former presidents said, your wish is my command. Or my command, whichever it is, a greater than him. The greatest president, or the president of presidents, the Lord of laws and the kings of kings, to whom all authorities and potentates obey, says, go ye. He's the one speaking. This great commission is a mandate. What is a mandate? An official order to do something in the place you are working. And where are you working? In the kingdom of God. It's an official order. It's the power to act in carrying out an agreed assignment. And the assignment is also following it. It is authority granted by legitimate power to perform a certain duty. Jesus has all the power. We just read now. God has commanded me to commission you. Go. Go ye. This great commission, go ye, is Jesus Christ's mandate. Friend, 
It's not a friendly suggestion. It's not a suggestion. What do you do with a suggestion? You can take it or leave it. One of our former presidents, with all his array of special assistants, senior advisors, special undertakers, special undertakers, special overtakers, special everywhere, and sometimes there are so many, even the ministers, he says, it is your right and duty to give me your advice. It is my prerogative to do what? Take it or leave it. No, it's not this way. It's not a suggestion. It's not an advice. It's a mandate. It's a command. Go ye. It's a command, a divine ordinance given by the authority of Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. It's an authoritative order. It's like a decree. And for those of us who live during the military decree, whether you were a toddler or you were growing up, the one thing constant with military decrees with immediate effect. Is that not so? No appeal. The Supreme Military Council was the executive, was the legislative, and sometimes also assumed the role of what? The judiciary. A decree is a directive by Jesus who has all the authority. And as Hudson Taylor, the father of China Inline Mission, rightly observed, and he practiced it thereafter to great results. This great commission is not an option. What is an option? I have choices to make. Friends, you don't have an option this year. If you must live your own life to God's glory and not derail and not falter, it's not an option to be considered. That's what he said. It is a command to be obeyed. May you and I be willing, be willing, be available and prepared to obey the command of the only supreme one who has your interest and others at heart and who says, I will lead you as you go in the name of Jesus Christ. And so with the authority that we've already seen him have, he gave us a purpose. He gave us his last command. He gave us his last wish. Go ye. So that we can transfer what he has given us. The new life. The joy. The good news. The power. Also to others. And that's why our passage started with go ye therefore. In view of the power. In view of the authority. In view of the command and making. Go. That's the background to it. That's the reason for the therefore. Go ye. If you are going, who is the ye? Who should go? Okay. I can hear the people say, it's a pastor, so. It's a pastor's job. That's why we pay them. By God's own divine will, you don't pay anybody here a dime. Not even a dime. And when you will do pay them, they will not receive it. That's not the mandate they've received. But God meets their needs every withhold in Jesus' name. But somebody will say, I didn't get any training. I don't have any theological training. I don't know how to speak some of the jargon. So I'm addressing somebody who said, this girl, you cannot include me this year. No, I'm not part of it. I'm not part of it. I'm not there. I'm not there. I will also hear somebody saying, it's not my job, my job is to read and pass. 
is to read and pass, make good scores as a student. So when I'm doing exams and reading for tests, I keep God aside. I say, please pray for me when you go to chapel. And then when you are going, go ye. But me here, I'm going into exam. When I have a business, when I have a contract negotiation, when I have something else, I keep God. Just go, go, go. It's not for me. It's not my job. It's everyone's job this time. Where we read, in the context of our passage, especially in the lesson this morning, in Matthew 28, 16, that's verse 16, the Bible says his 11 disciples, they were the direct people Jesus addressed in verses 18, 19, 20 of Matthew chapter 28. They were now 12 minus 1. Judas had given way. He had faltered as it were. If you go to Mark 16, 14, 15, in 14 he said the 11. And then in 15 he said, Go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In John 15, 16, Jesus said there, You have not chosen me, but I chose you and ordained you, commissioned you, gave you the mandate and the power to go. And somebody will say, look, put scriptures right. This, we are first century Christians. First century disciples. We're in the 21st century. So it doesn't apply to us. I can't directly associate myself with it. They were specially appointed after prayer and also called by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so your reasons may look ordinarily good, but scriptures convince you and they tell you you are part of those he was talking to right from that beginning of time. And so in First Peter 2.9, what does he tell us there? You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people that you may do what? Show forth the praises of him who has done what? Called you out of darkness into what? His marvelous light. What is the purpose of calling you out of darkness into his marvelous light? To show forth his praises. That's the goal here. And that one is now to you and I. Many of us like to assert the priesthood of all believers. You are right. This is the authoritative passage. Royal priesthood. You and I now have a stake in it. And then look at Philippians chapter 2, 15, 16. It says, while you are in your daily activity, classroom, courtrooms, hospital wards, marketplaces, homes, neighborhood, vicinity, while you are there, be harmless and be blameless as the sons of God in a crooked and perverse generation, shining as the light, and have holding forth the word of life. That's the goye. So if you associate with that passage as a believer, that's the answer. That's the mandate. That's the inclusion to you. You can't run away from it. And so while society will remain crooked and perverse, you will still go. There's no excuse. The earlier fathers misunderstood. So instead of go ye, they built monasteries. 
Instead of going into the world, even though you are not of the world, but as we see now, Jesus said, I'm not praying just for these ones who have believed on me. I'm praying for also those who will believe on me through their what? So they isolated. So isolation didn't start today. It didn't start with COVID-19 or COVID-20 or COVID-21. You know it keeps changing. There are variants, new strain now. So trust science. I know the way things happen. Science may tell you instead of COVID-19, since it started December 2019, the new variant should be COVID-20. A newer variant, COVID-21. Whichever way it is, the Lord has a superior command. Hallelujah. So he says here, in Ephesians 2, 8 to 10, for you were saved by grace through faith and that not of yourselves. So that no one will boast. It's not by work. And you identify with it. You have been saved. So you're a believer. You've been enlisted into the kingdom of his dear son. Then in verse 10 of that Ephesians chapter 2, he says, For you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. Which God had before the foundation of the world, by the time the curse was coming in Genesis 3, the salvation plan was already in motion. So which God before the foundation of the world has already prepared that he will walk in it? What's the greatest good work? If not, go ye to spread the good news. So friends, the reason why you and I, every believer, is still alive, the reason that for still breathing today and not expiring with 2020, or the day before, and God allowing you to go every single day in the journey of this year, is because there is a going ye to do. There is a word of life to proclaim. There is a good work that remains for you to do. When the work is completed, you can go home. And that's God's good pleasure. And that's every Christian's desire. And that's your desire too. But when you have no work done, when no go has gone, what will be your reward now? What will you be going on to? On your name, where you for the belly? Oh, Chetanian, no, no, Guinea, oh, be a Maybe that's the reason with many of us. Maybe you've been saved, enlisted, no soul in your account, not one single day that the angels in heaven have rejoiced over your account. For how many years on earth now? 10, 20, 50, 70, 80. And some you celebrate elaborately. Not one soul. There have been many goodies around your life. Men and mortals have celebrated. Heaven has kept silence. You see, the reason for allowing him to remain, we haven't seen any. We haven't seen a glimmer of light. He hasn't even entered. And he's counting the clock. That will not be your portion of mine this year in the name of Jesus Christ. That for so long a time, not one soul in heaven with which to make heaven glad and look at direction and say, account, counting. You know how happy you are when there's credit alert. Heaven has a divine spiritual credit alert. The moment you go ye has produced a soul that has turned from darkness into light. There's an alert in heaven. Everyone knows. They rejoice. Why would it not be a joy and a credit for you and I to be the ones who brought that about?
by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Now listen to Jesus' last prayer. Last wish. We'll call it the high priestly prayer. He prayed for all believers. He prayed for you and I. Today, he saw into the 21st century. And if God still permits anymore, he has already seen into the womb of time. What was his prayer? In John 17, verse 15. I pray not that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. 18. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into where? The world. Not isolation, not recluse, not convents, not monasteries, not just in the ghettos of their churches. That's how one theologian explained it. You know what a ghetto is? A ghetto is like an enclosed space where every practice takes place. And so we can talk about Ajegunle. We can talk about somewhere around Obiago. Don't say I said so. But some call it Obiago Jingo. And we have gone to one of the ones here. Very near. They themselves nicknamed it. Around railway here. What did they call it? Ghetto. So it's very near. That's what the theologian said. That all we do is remain in our ghetto. Comfort of the church. Comfort of the fellowship. Comfort of your home. And you are in elixir. He said no. I'm praying for them as you have sent me. I am sending them out of their ghettos, their comfort zones, into where? The world, which is crooked, which is perverse, which doesn't have the same standard, that they should bring my dictates to them. Bring joy to those getting lost. And bring hope to them. Now listen to verse 20 of John 17. The high priestly prayer. Why was he praying for you and I? Why? Was he sending you and I into the world? The reason he said, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Through whose word? Through whose word? Okay, if you say, My word is my own. Through your word? Through my word. So, if we are not doing that, that prayer is voided. That prayer is not receiving an answer. And I can tell you another place where he will tell you that. Seek and you will find. And the reason why you do not get an answer is because you are not asking according to the will of God. So this is the high priestly prayer Jesus did for all believers. Including you and I. And in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 18. This one now you will be convinced that the ye includes you. Small boy, small girl, once you are up to the age of reasoning, you can defend your work in school, and you have been born again, old person, as old as Simeon at 85 years of age. Some are approaching it, but I'm not yet sure of any here that is 85 and above, I stand to be corrected. But he did the work. As old as Abraham, at 75, that's when he even began. As old as Simeon, who all that kept him was to announce he who would be a savior and a consolation to Israel. As old as Hannah, 
84 years, who kept on praying for the consolation to come. We are trying to say that there is no age barrier. There is no stand of learning. Maybe like the woman at the well of Samaria in John chapter 4, 28-29. Some will say, look, I just gave my life to Christ yesterday. Thank God. Great joy. Great responsibility. Some will say, look, what do I say? That woman in the well of Sika in Samaria will tell you, do you know my experience? I have had five previous cohabitations. They were not my husband. I just kept changing them rapper like rapper. And I was living with the sixth one. I was avoided like a plague. I was an outcast, so to say. People didn't associate with me. That's why Jesus found me at the well of Sika by that time of the day. Because by tradition and culture, I was not allowed to mix up with people at the usual early morning time. When they will go to the stream or to the well to fetch water. My own itinerary and lifestyle changed. I have to wait till everybody had gone and gone into the day's business. Then my own day can begin. That's the life I lived. Lonely as it were. Deprived as it were. But the moment I encountered him, who was the well? The living water. The moment a change came. The Bible says that program, the project, the priority for which she entered 2021 changed. She dropped her water pots and ran. She had a greater message. She had a greater courage. She had a greater news. I can imagine people who would dare to at least once in a while associate with her, see her running widely, and say, Woman of Samaria, and we call her for want of her name. Woman of Samaria, what chase it And woman of Samaria, what are you chasing? If you are not chasing something, something must be doing what? Chasing you. Where is your water pot? I thought you usually go to carry. Has it broken? Is that why you are running? He said, no. Listen, I have a greater courage. Greater than that water and the pot that would have been inside it. Come see a man who has told me all that I ever did. Is this not the Messiah? She preached the message more than those who have been there 10 years, 20 years, not one soul into the account. Just a momentary encounter with Jesus, she already was enlisted to go. And the Bible said later on in verse 35, 39 that many believed on Christ because of that woman. Just few minutes, few hours after she has made the encounter. And here you are, my dear. Here you are. Here you are. Day, week, month. A mouth sealed. May the Lord deliver you and I and give us the experience of the woman at the well of Sika in the name of Jesus Christ. I can imagine somebody say, look, we receive I cannot measure up. I don't, I don't come up with others. Have you heard of Smith Wigglesworth? Smith Wigglesworth was a plumber by profession. Smith Wigglesworth was one. His wife, his own very wife, whom he married and paid the dowry. If they paid dowry in the white land that time. He married her. The wife taught him. Taught him reading and writing. 
Even with that, when he will preach, even though he was in English land where they know how to speak English, Wigglesworth was still a grammatical dilemma. Was still an accident that was waiting to happen anytime he stood to preach. Is and was and went will come together. But that did not deter me, Wigglesworth. And over time, as God filled him with the Holy Spirit, Smith Wigglesworth raised up dead people to lie. Smith Wigglesworth was used of God to restore limbs that had gone limp. Smith Wigglesworth preached raw as it were, but the message sank in. So you have no excuse. You have nothing to say. The lepers in Second Kings seven were living outside the city, but they were the people who brought the good news. When the Assyrians came and God wrote a miracle, the Bible said that they now say, let us go. If we enter into the city, we will die. If we remain here, we will die. Head or tail, we have no choice. Let us fall into their hands, the Assyrians. If they spell us, we leave. We have only one choice. They had their mind made up. Death today. God turned their death into what? Life. Good news. They went from one tent to the other. God had already done the work. He said, Lo, I am with you. Perpetually, uniformly, and what? At every occasion. His presence had gone before them. And prepared the camp. And instead of death sentence, they had tables prepared for them in the camps of their enemies. They ate and ate and ate. Hid and hid and hid. Stalked and stalked and stalked. And one of them said, look, we do not do well. Today is a day of good tidings. Why should we keep it to ourselves? Let us go and announce it. The people who brought good news to the Israelites who have been camped and besieged for weeks and months by the Assyrian army were lepers that were cast out. Nobody rejected the good news because it came from lepers. A good news is a good news all the same. They had done. They had accomplished their assignment. I can imagine. The Bible didn't tell us what happened. But I will imagine that by God's grace, after that encounter, the people will say, Elisha, O man of God, whatever it will take to make these lepers clean, please make them clean. They have done enough for our land. If it's in a day, chief, That is immaterial. They went with the good news. Despite their status. Friend, you have no excuse. Second Corinthians 5, 18. 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Has given to who? Has given to who? Are you included? Somebody can say, us, but minus me. When you reach there, in your mind, ah, you change it to giving to them, not me. Giving to the school, not me. Given to others, not me. Has given to who? To us. You included. The ministry of reconciliation. To we that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. And has committed to us. Given to us. Bestowed to us. The word of reconciliation. Now friends. Ambassadorial position is a highly sought after post. Ambassadors are highly regarded. Ambassadors are giving state reception. Once in a while, you hear that the ambassador of Syria, Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, 
What other time do you hear now? There are even some. What are some of these islands across the West African subregion? Equatorial Guinea will come. There's another one, Kevet. Kevet. They say the population is about 400 to 500,000. It's less than maybe one fifth of the population of Enugu. But when an ambassador from that country arrives into Nigeria, there will be a red carpet what? reception. He will walk on it. They will mount a guard at Asorok. They will salute him. He will have audience with the president of the country. Highly honored and revered. Friends, look at verse 20. See who you are. See why you have the power. See why you have the authority. See the regard heaven, Jesus himself has placed on you and I. And they will live less than that status. Heaven forbid in the name of Jesus Christ. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. Look at your Bible again. Does that seem like joke, like magic? Are you in dreamland? He says, now, not tomorrow. Not those who went before you. Now then, if you have received the reconciliation, if you're a believer, and you have been given the ministry to reconcile others, to go. Now, do you know your heavenly title, if you desire that way, ambassador for Christ? Have you not seen it there? Is it not in your Bible? Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. That's enough. That's enough. Every doubt gone. Child, student, pupil, trader, ambassador for who? Christ. Okay, one of the days, I think about two, three weeks ago, some of you, you also have it. There will be this constant... Uh, text messages. Institute of so and so. Institute of so and so. Then I went to my mail and I saw, please, you are invited to induction into Ambassador for So. There was Ambassador for Peace there, right? Do you remember any other one? There were four positions there. There was a mayoral position. Then there is a justice of peace. There's a position for a justice of peace. I used to think some time ago that JP. Alone meant what? Jerusalem pilgrim. Then later on, I now knew that JP also means what? A title. Justice of what? Peace. I said, okay, if you were president of customary court, they would bestow them with that. I didn't know until I read this one that the positions, you can choose any of them. Ambassador for peace. Justice of peace. Another one, mayoral one. And they have their prizes. The list, I think, was 200,000. I think the one for Ambassador for Peace was 300,000. I put my hand in my head. I said, yeah. So this Ambassador for Peace I see on nameplates. It's me saying it. Too. And my wife is my witness. They even buy it. Too. Hey, Ambassador for Peace. I thought they just look at you and because of your position and the role you occupy, they give you that one. Friends, anything is purchasable. But this one is freely given. This one is heavenly honored. This one remains everywhere. 
And that's why like we said on January 1, as you are going and you know who you are, even the forces of darkness, the elements of the society and of the weather, the economic forces, they recognize who you are. And they will ask you, what in your carry? They will ask you, who is going with you? They will ask you, who is in your presence? Who are you carrying? And if you don't know, you say, nothing, and nothing. Now me alone, they go, nothing, nothing there my boots, nothing there my body, nothing there my spirit. I'm like one of you. But if you know, ambassador for Christ, as every situation is demanding you, then play the role of an ambassador this year in the name of Jesus Christ. Ambassador doesn't entail in trifle matters. He doesn't see him in trivial places. He doesn't go anyhow. He doesn't dress anyhow. He represents his country. He has the honor and privilege. Now then, friend, you are, I am, we are ambassadors for Christ. If you like, put it on your nameplate. I'm sure it's a special number. It will not be AFC. Let them ask you what it is. FEC, Ambassador for Christ. But let it not name in the title. If it were in the days that badges used to reign, I'm sure we would have had plenty of it. Friend, that's heaven's recognition of you. And that's why he's saying, go ye. But there is a proviso, my friends. There's a proviso. We have talked as if all of us are ambassadors. There was a proviso here. The proviso was at the beginning of that verse 18. All things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. If you have not been reconciled, you are still in your old nature. You are playing church. That was the language God used in the word of prophecy this morning. You are still on your own. Look at verse 17. That noun preceded here. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The assumption is that you are in Christ for you to be ambassador for Christ. The assumption is that you have been reconciled to God through Jesus Christ by faith in Him. If you are playing church and you have played it for 10 years, 20 you are confirmed. Please, for your own sake. God said it too. It's not me. That those people will be stranded on the way. Because they have carried on in their own. It happened last year now. Nah? We talked about COVID and God's protection and the covenant of his people. Goshen, what happens in the land of Egypt and what happens where the people of God are. And God is bringing it again. If you don't have a witness of the spirit that you belong to God, not whether you have been confirmed, not whether you have been knighted, not whether you have been dead, not whether you've been evening, are they not titles? As sure as there's night, and there's day, and there's lady, there may soon be a day. Is that not so? There may be an evening too. There may be midday. Makin we go on one on one on one church. It doesn't matter the title. You don't have a witness. You are still in your old nature. You are not yet in Christ. And do you know what Romans 8, 9 says? But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, please listen carefully. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, 
He is none of his. He's not near. He's not near. He's not near. Talk of being in. And if this is you, I plead with you this morning, be reconciled to Christ. All it will cost you is a life of sin, a past life of ego, and your oldness, which can lead you into this year, as God has said. It is time to tell yourself the truth, as God has warned and told you clearly here. Be reconciled to Christ. Receive Him. And as you do, you'll be qualified to now be an ambassador for Christ. And you can go. You can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you have not experienced. You can't go preaching what is not real. If you see somebody talking from head, it's usually different from somebody talking from heart. If you see somebody talking from what he has been told in church, it's different from somebody who has I marked and he marked. I witnessed and experienced it. Which one are you? Why will you keep carrying second hand? Why will you keep being proxy? Why will you keep being Adiboroja? And life is messing up with you. And there is no other place you find satisfaction. Because there is a divine spiritual vacuum in every human being. And that's why St. Francis of Assis will say, Look, that you will remain restless until you find your rest in who? In God. He was only paraphrasing what is real here. If you are playing church today, humble yourself and say, Father, I come. I want to be in Christ. I want the old to pass away. Make me new. He will do it on a platter of diamond or gold in Jesus' name. All things will become new. Then you can become an ambassador. It is you, the go ye is referring to. If he says go ye, go ye to where? Some will ask, where is the location? Where is the designation? Go ye to what places? The answer is already there. Mark 16, 15. Go ye into all the world. Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore into the world. Acts 1, 8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Beginning from your Jerusalem. And Matthew 24, 14 says that this gospel of the kingdom must be preached to all nations as a witness so that no one can have an excuse. And then the end will come. Who will preach it to all the world? Angels will not come. Angels do not preach the gospel. They announce. They are messengers. So who will? It's left to you and I. And he says, go into the uttermost parts of the earth. Go into all the world. Everywhere, Acts 8, 4 says that those who were scattered by persecution went everywhere preaching the word. Mark 16, 20 says, immediately after Jesus had given this command, go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every nature and to every creature. And he was taken into heaven. Verse 20, their first sign... Their first response, and immediately they went everywhere preaching the word. And the Lord definitely confirmed the good ye with signs and wonders doing what? Following. You don't need to cry. You don't need to shed tears for the signs and the wonders of God. If you are so desirous of it, go. Go ye out. 
That's where God follows with his power. I have had a personal experience. In short, in some of the rural areas, as we went to, I felt like not coming back in some of those. Some are still near here. Some in neighboring Ogo and then Redasis. I won't forget the experience at HTC Obako, where if you go for an evening program and weekend outreach, and you say, look, I had already made up my mind. I will go. I hope that by 5, 5.30, I'll start preaching. And then by 6.37, I'll round up so I can drive back to Enugu, at least relatively early in the evening. When I got there, they said, now we are both there and Ogo. Uh, if you are from there, now through that they talk. And I got there. They said, no. The pastor, the priest, already knows his people. He was trying to find a way to just keep me calm. And say, Reverend, it will be by 7.30 when you start expecting them. I said, what? He said, that's when they would have come back from their farms and from their markets and then finished cooking, then they can come. When they come, if you want to stay with them till 12 midnight, they are ready. That's their own peculiarity. I got that experience. But when you were in that atmosphere, God took over. I wished I never came back, even over those days. So that's when the signs come. The disciples immediately went everywhere. There was a witness, a platform, preaching. And the Lord was confirming the word with what? Signs following. It will happen again. And it will happen with you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. So go into the utmost parts of the earth. No discrimination. No boundary restriction. No limitation. What does Psalm 24 verse 1 say? The earth is the lost and the fullness thereof. The world and all that is in it is your father's own. And he says go. I am with you. And he's just reinforcing it in every other place. And in another dimension. So without religious bias irrespective of their sex, irrespective of class, irrespective of gender, irrespective of whatever social status that they have, go ye. Go ye to them. Go ye. Some of the versions say, go to all nations. And all nations, biblically, does not mean Nigeria, Togo, Chad, Niger, Cameroon. Those are geographical nations. Those are political nations. And if you remember about the conference of Berlin, for those who did some history, where they balkanized Africa, where they said they were sharing Africa like somebody will share loaf of bread. You, 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 ma, you want northern Cameroon, take. You want middle Cameroon, take. You want southern Cameroon, take. Some people came around to Mambila area. They also incorporated them. So northern Cameroon would be French. Southern Cameroon would be what? English. It was like that. Onyevuta, Uwelunkie. Those are geographical boundaries. But nations in God's own and biblical language are ethnic groups. In entomological study, nations are people groups, tribes. Nations are language groups, linguistic, cultural groups. So while Nigeria may be one nation, so say geographically, in reality, Nigeria, we are told by those who have done entomological study and mission studies, we are constituted of up to 350 or more nations. Nigeria alone. Nations. Ethnic groups. When you bring language groups, it could even be more. 
Because Yenugu is a man and the Nkanoman. Are they speaking the same dialects? They are different nations. Of course, Enugungu man and the Nokwa man. Are they speaking the same language? And so in your place of work, in your classroom, in your business territory, where you transact contract deals, you may even be meeting with people from two, three, four, or more nations there. Praise the Lord. And that's how God is saying it. Have no boundary. You already have them around. You don't need to do a foreign mission to Cameroon or to Niger or to Mali before you can have gone to other nations. They are there before you when you will say the word is there in your mouth. So go to them wherever they are. In cities, as Jesus did. In towns, as he did. In regions beyond. That's what Paul said in Second Corinthians 16.10. I go to regions beyond. I go to unreached areas. I go to rural areas. I go to hinterland. I go to underserved areas. That's the language of many in the mission circle. Go everywhere, anywhere. Go upon housetops. Jesus said, whatever you hear in secret, preach them where? On housetop. So if you the neighbor microphone, they are obeying the gospel clearly. They don't ask for the decency in that, provided they don't fall. It's in the scripture. They are protected and are well covered. Praise the Lord. So go everywhere. Go to synagogues. Go to religious houses. Jesus did that. He practiced it. In Acts 1.8, he said, beginning from where? Jerusalem. Luke 24.47, he says, look, that repentance and forgiveness must be preached in the name of Jesus, beginning from Jerusalem. So friend, the strategy is here. Begin from where you are. Don't wait till you get a very big Bible. I remember, still very vividly, but then we are still in primary school. T.L. Osborne came to Enugu, 1976. Am I right? For those who are around and who knew by then. And when he came, it was quite the talk of the town. T.L. Osborne had his Bible, leather Bible. And the leather Bible was such that you can easily bend it. So when T.L. Osborne was preaching, he would bend his Bible and bend it like this. And then people thought after he had gone, what oh, the God, the power is in that way he bends it. So after T.L. Osborne left, I was in primary school, but I saw any other person trying to preach, they would look for Bibles. That time, leather Bibles were a scarce commodity. And all they needed to do was to do what? Bend it the way he bent it and raise it up. I'm sure some of you saw it. But that's their earnestness. So, whether it gave them the power or not, it says begin from your Jerusalem. Begin from where you are. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till when you graduate. Don't wait till when you marry. In short, some people say when I marry, I will settle down. And that's really what happens. They settle and settle and settle away. They settle into irrelevance. Settle out of God's will. Settle out of... And then others will say when I get a job. When they get a job, they tell you in those days. In those good old days. What about now? You are telling your own history why you are still alive. So, start from where you are. Start right there. Start from your family. Start from your friends. Start from your home. Start from your acquaintance. Start from your vicinity. Start also from your neighborhood. Start from your school. Start from your workplace. Start from your classroom. Start also from your business environs. You don't need to go far. 
Start from your associates. That's what we call your marketplace. Marketplace doesn't mean but that's what it means in actual sense. It's where you are earning a living or where you are being sustained. If you're a student, undergraduate, postgraduate, overgraduate, is there middle graduates, pupils? Your marketplace is school. That's where you are earning a living. You are not yet earning, but you are being sustained to earn. So, start there. And that's usually the best time. Your youth days in school. Those are the best days to prove God. And many of you here will bear me witness. Return to it. Even right now, in the name of Jesus. Students, catch the fire and begin. Go you there. We call it your area of influence. People there know you. And people there can respect what you stand for. Except your life is a lie to the gospel you preach. Then you will be ashamed but if it's really your area of influence, they will hear anytime you come around to speak. Even those you play with, pray draft if you have time to play. Watch TV games, play video games. Those are your area of influence. Start with them. Do you know that Jesus saves? You are going. And the Lord will bless your efforts in the name of Jesus Christ. So whether home or royal or foreign missions, start there. Go ye. Go ye. To whom? To whom? Who are you going to? We've indirectly answered that. We've answered, go ye. Who is speaking? We've answered, go ye. Who should go? We've answered also, go ye. To where? Now, go ye to whom? And the answer is clear. Go ye to every creature. Mark 16, 15. Go ye to anywhere and everywhere and preach the gospel to everyone and anyone. John Wesley said, All that perish are in my parish. He said, John Wesley, as a reverend gentleman in the Holy Orders, this gospel at this time with the Bible should not be devalued. It should not be trivialized. It should not be desecrated. You cannot go and carry it and preach outside the confines of the church building, which is the holy place. And John Wesley by then had caught the fire. John Wesley first became a priest without knowing the power of salvation. But he saw the difference that he was struggling. So it's not only you who are here playing church. Even men in the holy orders have that problem. But he was sincere. He was searching. He was seeking. When he saw the joy in others, he went back and said, God, if there's any joy in the experience these people have and difference, give it to me. And he truly became born again. And when he did and saw the reality, he said, how can any man keep others from here? And hearing and knowing this good news and the liberty he gives. So he mounted the horse and went to farmlands. That time was in agricultural revolution before the industrial revolution came. And he went Every farmland, every farmstead, and people used to camp up. He would preach the gospel to them. And they confronted him and said, No, you are desecrating the holy place. You are devaluing the word of God. And in those days, the word of God, there may only just be one Bible in a church. And it will usually be placed at the pulpit. So that it doesn't get trivialized. And before then was the Reformation. 
where you dare not even possess the Bible. And Martin Luther, if he dared read the Bible to Romans chapter 5, would only lie down, pretend he was sleeping, cover himself, and through the light that came through the window, hide to read the Bible. But we've gone a long way. Now everyone has the Bible. They can read it, they can scroll it as it were. They say, no, don't do that. John Wesley said it's not true. From what I see in this scripture, my experience, you talk about those who come to my church as those who are in my parish. They are the only ones to be preached to. I don't see it that way. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everyone, everywhere, who is perishing and does not have the saving knowledge of Jesus is in my parish. I am authorized by heaven to preach to them. That's your mandate. That's who you preach to. Everyone. Everywhere. No barrier. No clarity. So go out. So everyone is a potential candidate for heaven. There are some of us who make up our minds. Even if everybody around us repents in this office, not this one. I'm sure you've had that experience before. Either in school or in place of work. But thank God for being God. All of a sudden, he will overtake you. And the person who used to be so rascally, so wickedly, now becomes carrying the Bible much more than you. I had the experience, for those of you who can be a witness here, in our own medical school, I know today in this town and in different parts of Nigeria and beyond, people who fought us when we stood up in front of the class, in the platform, in the undergraduate medical days, to preach when the lecturer hadn't come there. Some will literally come fighting. They will push us down and their faces will be as hard as iron. Today, they are running with the gospel. Today, they are pastors. So, that's God's business. Go to everyone. Go to them. Everywhere and preach. Go to the poor and downtrodden. Go to the less privileged. Go to those socially low. Go even to the castes, outcasts. We don't have much of it here, but we still have some of it in Southeast. Am I right? India still has a lot of it. Hindu practices a lot of caste system. Go to them. That's what Luke 14, Jesus declared there. Go to the working middle class. Go to the rich and well-to-do like Nicodemus. Go to that rich person who said, All you have said, I have cared since my youth. As for money, I has it. Anything money can buy, I has it. I has it. I has it. What will it take in money? Is it a dollar or euro? Go to that person. He's still empty, as it were. Go to him. Disregard his outward appearance. Many of the times there are the people who are empty and then they cover it up with what can be seen with the eye. And people are not near them. Go to the child. In Matthew 18, Jesus said, anyone who wants to come into the kingdom must be like the little children. Go to the other age groups. Go to the captives of Satan. Go to the socially deviant youths. Go to the lost. That's what Jesus came to do. Matthew 18, 11. 18, 11. For the Son of Man came to save and to seek those who are lost, deviant, giving no chance. Go to them. You have the power. Go to the morally upright. Go to the Jews. Go to the Gentiles. Go to the churched. Those who are playing church. Not all of them still have known Christ. Go to the unchurched. Abu 254. Don't you notice that many of the times those who live nearest the church come late? Is that not true? It's also like that spiritually sometimes. 
So in the church, they still lost. Go to them. Don't assume. Go to the hidden. Psalm 2, 8. Ask of me the hidden. Look at God pleading with you and I, and I will give you. Go to them. And as you do so, go to all men. First Timothy 2, 4 says, God will have all men to be saved. That's his desire. He won't force all men. But that's his desire. So you have the mandate. You have the privilege. And that's why in the chapel program this year, you find us going to segments of the society. Different segments, beginning from this January, we first are equipped with power. You are refilled with the power of the Holy Spirit if you got him. And then from there onwards, you go into the workplace. We use the full gospel strategy. You go into the student world, the academic institution. We use the knife-faced vision. We go to the deviant youth. We use the pleasant gathering experience. We go into the sick, the patients, the health field. We go also to every creature using the Great Commission Movement Network. We go to the nations using the Christian Missionary Foundation mandate. We go to the hidden using the Capro vision. We also thought and we are stirred up to go to the streets, to the highways using the teen church passion that we have seen experience here. We go to the Nigerian nation using Nigeria Praise Project. We go to the people of all ages using the SU vision. And we go from our families as Jerusalem. And by the grace of God, into the second half of the year, if Jesus hasn't come, and you and I are still available here, and we enabled of him to go on, we go to the less privileged in the society, using the Mary Emmanuel and the home for the poor. We go to drama, we go to them through drama, using the Acts Theater experience. And we go to the children, using the CMM ministry experience. By the grace of God, in our vicinity, in our quarterly outreaches, in our world evangelisms, go. You have the population and you have the mandate. And we shall get a result in the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, do you notice that go ye is a specific command? Do you notice that go you is a pattern to follow? Do you notice that go ye is an instruction on a strategy? Do you notice that the mandate is go ye? But many of us have been saying, come. The only person who says come is who? Jesus. Come unto me, ye that labor and are heavy laden. But for you, the mandate is do what? Go. And so for days, for weeks, for months, for ages, you, myself, many churches, Christendom today, most of us practice come. Come to our church. Come to our building. Come to a special program. Come to our outreach. Come to our revival. Come to our crusade. Come. So we change God's order and pattern in our own wisdom. No wonder we don't have the results. We say, come, watch the TV program by 7.30 p.m. today. Come, listen to the radio message. It's come. The inscription is what? Go. And we change it and we say, Come. And we've already got the wrong perception, the wrong perspective, the wrong practice, the wrong pattern, and then we'll have the results that we have. Please, can you shoot us one of the slides? Slide four and five. Slides four and five. And so what do we notice? As people come, come to our compounds, slides four and five. Friendly statistics. 
The statistics there, I think it looks so full, but I'm sure you can read it. Less than 3% of all the people who respond to altar calls at popular Christian evangelistic events where we say, come, come to the field, come to the stadium, come to this program. Most of them, church outreaches, radio, TV campaigns, less than 3% of them actually continue as disciples and get added to the church. Please go to the next one. More than 97% of all the people who continue in church fellowship as disciples now. They not only are converted, but they have been taught. They are disciples. They remain. More than 97% of all these people who continue in church fellowship and worship got saved and rooted because of simple church members witnessing. One-on-one -on -one witnessing. Personal witnessing. People who we are going out to them. Even if they are your family members, you leave your bed to go to his own. You leave your room to go to her own. You leave your comfort zone to say, do you have time? I want to discuss with you. 97% of them. And they need you. That's what Jesus was saying. That's why we are having the wrong diagnosis, having the wrong results, because we are using the wrong prescription. You and I will change it in the name of Jesus Christ. The question is, go, not come. Leave your comfort zone. Leave your home. Leave your church. Let it cost you something. Let it give you a sense of money, duty. Leave your corner and go. The Lisbon wrote a book, Out Where the Sinners Are. I was very shy. I gave my life to Christ in 1977, first year at the secondary school federal government college in Nugu. But I was so shy. I was so shy. The first time I preached in the Student Christian Movement Fellowship that we had then at FGC, I went and got all the Jehovah Witnesses books. And you know they put a lot of passages. I copied many of them. I was trembling this way and that way. I finished my secondary school. I got into the university until I was baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And then, I got hold of T.L. Osborne's book after my second MB. And that changed me. Out where the sinners are. You go to somebody in the bus, time is not there to tell the rest of the story. But I might just as well tell it because it's going everywhere. I was going to spend my holiday in 1984 after second MB exam in Lagos with my uncle. And going to Lagos from here then was like making a journey to where? Where would be your best destination apart from heaven? That was the first time I was crossing River Niger. But for those days, it was news. No, that wasn't the first time by road. I had crossed River Niger by air when we did quiz competition by the grace of God, 1980-81. And God gave us victory as national champions. So, but that's we went by air and came back by air. But this was by road, crossing River Niger. And then, I was to go on a certain date. Ekenedi Lichuku was the only all and all then. And you have to go early. Bus one, bus two, bus three. And as you do, my uncle, who was in Lagos, Jibo, that's a popular bus stop now. He already knew, at least by the way they travel, at what time the first bus will arrive. And so, we got into the bus and right there because that was the time I had time to read out where the sinners are. The bus wasn't full. 
And I said, is this real? I don't need special preparation to go out where the sinners are and to preach. I can start anywhere. I can say, how are you? Where are you going to? You're going to Lagos? Oh, I'm going there too. But do you know where else people can go to? They can go to heaven. I can get to another person and say, are you born again? And he will say, it depends on what you mean by being born again. New people have come again. It's a point of entry. I say, what else is here to mean by being born again? Then he will tell his own. Then I say, this is what Jesus said. Then he say, another person, are you born again? He say, yes, now, since when? Since when my mother born me. That's a point of entry. Are you born again? The person says, yes, since when? Since when I started receiving the Holy Communion. Then I know the background is coming from. Do you know, on that bus, I changed seats several times. And for every person I got to, without any handwritten thing. But the burden and the passion was there. I didn't leave their seats without at the point saying, would you want to now give your life to Christ? And they would just readily say yes. Hey, I said, God, is it like this? I said, thank God. Now, we left with the first bus. The second bus overtook us. And so my uncle came at the time designated for the first bus. And as him as the first bus arrived, they said yes. He said, does did somebody so, 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 and so, Samuel Lique, John, they say it's not in the manifest. Then he said he was actually told, and when he was leaving, he was told that he's coming with the first bus. Maybe something happened. He changed his mind. My uncle went. He never came back that day. He expected I will now be coming the next day. Those days there was no handset. Even the Ekenedi Lichuku station, we arrived in the evening. I'm not sure there was a phone there. And so what did he mean? I was going to pass the night in the Jibo Ekenedi Lichuku station. I said, this experience I've got. Where will I even go and sleep? Mosquitoes will thank God. Where will I go and sleep? There's no bed. So what better than to convert this night to practice this? And in different groups, people were eating, people were drinking, people were chatting away, and I will walk from one to the other, the same experience. I will want to give my life to Christ. I will want to give my life to Christ. I never forgot that experience. I never. Before then, at UNEC, because I had gotten in there, when we are going for evangelism, two by two, we will be paired. One particular day, Charles Chicago, he's finished now. Sinabia State, maybe retired. It was a prayer sector in Christian Union. I will be paired with him. And then, when I look and he's reaching the time appointed, around 3 p.m. on Saturday, I practice it. I was born again then. I would dive on my bed and pretend to start sleeping. And Rochas will come and knock. Sam, Sam, it's time. He will open the door. Oh, he's sleeping. Sam, Sam, okay, quiet. And we had double bunks in some of the rooms then before we graduated some to single beds. So when I would have thought with the quietness that brought Charles was gone, so I would be delivered, I would open my eyes. Sam, I'm waiting for you. <laughs> that was my experience then. But this time around, out where the sinners are. Go ye. Go ye. When you go, the results are there waiting. When you go, the doubts will dissolve. When you go, your status don't matter. When you go, some of these barbaric people who dress as if they never pass physics, you even wonder 
So they are carrying this load with them. Go. Go to your classmates. Go to your work colleagues. Go. And the results will surprise you in the name of Jesus Christ. And that was Jesus' pattern. Matthew 4.23 says, Jesus went to all the synagogues in Galilee and they preached and taught the kingdom of God. That was why Jesus left the glory in heaven to come to you and I that we might save and we receive him. That was the pattern for the early missionaries, the first century church. He said, receive the Holy Ghost and be my witnesses. Pentecost day, the Holy Ghost came in Acts chapter 2. Instead of going out to be my witnesses, they divided, they started sharing table. Your own is bigger than my own. The people that come from Edo, their own is smaller than the ones from Delta. That now became their priority. They got distracted. Even when Peter and the disciples and apostles were minded to correct it, they said, brethren, choose people who will concentrate on this table. We found another job other than what the master told us. It's better. Choose people. We now, we now, we will remain into the ministry of the world and be praying. Was that what they were told? You shall be my witnesses after that the Holy Ghost has done what? Come upon you. You begin from Jerusalem and you spread out. Here we are they getting another curriculum and strategy. That was why God stirred up persecution. He said you are going the wrong way. You are too much at ease. You've remained on your own comfort zones. You are comfortable with where you are. What about the others? You are no longer making impact for heaven. The Holy Ghost has come, filled you, and you are wasting the power. He sent persecution. And the Bible rightly said, Acts chapter 8, verse 1, Acts chapter 8, verse 4. And those who were scattered abroad as a result of the persecution went everywhere doing what? Preaching the word. And then in verse 14, the disciples, the apostles, who now say the meme, we are spiritual. Let's carry the Holy Ghost and sit down. Let's pocket him. They only had God had bypassed them. May God not bypass you this year in Jesus' name. May God not bypass you by virtue of others whom you don't give air to. To God, chronological age is immaterial. How long you've been in the faith is immaterial. It is how zealous and willing you are to go. The apostles said, let's remain in Jerusalem. Then the men they raised, ordinary deacons, without any other designation, to serve table. But because they were men filled with the Holy Ghost, they've got the qualification. Men of faith, men full of wisdom. The Bible used them and shortchanged the apostles. They only heard with their ears that God has started the work he asked us to lead. And they keyed in. May that not happen to you in Jesus' name. So that's the pattern. And the early missionaries left their comforts in Europe, in England, in America, and came to dark Africa. Most of them died of mosquito, Mongo Park and the rest. Some came for trade, but as they came for trade, the Royal Niger Company, the evangelists also followed the path. Most of them died. They depended on SPCK, Society for Propagation of Christian Knowledge. That's when CMS was formed, Church Missionary Society. They donated money and funds to bring people to come and preach to us. Where they had light, where they had water, where they never experienced mosquito for one ZR. And here they came. They were obeying the mandates. And they came. And you and I today are beneficiaries of why they came. But we who have received 
have remained undone. There's no time, so I won't talk about William Carey. That may be a story for another day. But when he was asking them, I want to go. I've caught the vision of God to spread the good news of Christ with all nations. Please support me. Support me with fun. One old elder stood up in the church and said, Sit down, young man. When God pleases to convert the hidden, he will do it without your help or mine. He will do it when he pleases. So he knew that was not the strategy. By faith, he went. And the rest is story. He's a father of modern missions. William Carey. If we have time, that will be the story for another day. But what happened with him can happen with anyone else here in Jesus' name. And believe in God that we are not just going this year. We are training missionaries here in Jesus' name. We are launching out missionaries in the name of Jesus. You don't need to go to Gurimagongo to be a missionary. You begin home mission, royal mission, then you can go on to foreign mission. Wherever God sends you, you go out with that mandate and you make impact in the name of Jesus Christ. So it will no longer be sit down. It will no longer be don't go. It will no longer stay. It will no longer be so that let them come. It will be go. And we will have a difference in the name of Jesus Christ. And to just make a mean, why should we go? We will take that next Sunday by the grace of God. But the first and most important reading is that God was the first missionary. In Genesis 3, 8 and 9, God himself came down in the cool of the day when Adam and Eve had sinned. They hid themselves from the presence of God. They covered themselves with skin, with leaves, inanimate. And they created a space between them and God. If God were to just remain God, he would remain in the coolness of heavens. And say, well, they disobeyed. They've gone astray. What I said will come to pass. The Bible said God left the comfort of heaven and came down seeking them. God was the first missionary. God asked Adam, where are you? And that's still the question we are to carry to everybody. Where are you spiritually? You've got it made riches. You've got it made name. You've got it made houses. You've got it made children. You've got it made academically. Where are you before God's evaluation? He took the initiative. That was where he initiated the salvific plan that has embraced you and I. And even Jesus Christ, the Bible made it clear to us that God so loved the world that Jesus agreed to lay down his power and glory and came. He came. He went from heaven and came to you and I and took the form of human flesh and became a slave and died the most horrible death on the cross of Calvary. That's what makes Christianity different from other religions. Christianity in Christ Jesus means God seeking man. Other religions, the ordinary dictionary definition of religion is ways man seeks God. So in actual sense, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a way of life. Christianity is a way of life of those who have encountered the man of Nazareth and their lives have changed. But other religions, they are still seeking ways to reach to God. 
Jesus' mission statement was, my meat is to do the will of him who sent me, to finish it before the night comes. Mark 1, 38, 39, he will say, come, let us go into the neighboring towns to, and do what? Preach the gospel, because that is why I came. His mission statement was clear. His focus was clear. The mission for his life was clear. And then in Mark 10, 45, he says, Even the Son of Man came, not to be ministered unto, but to serve and to give his life a ransom. If Jesus could go and come to you and I, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't you and I? Why are we still in our comfort zone? Can we see the current statistics from slide one? Then we'll close from there. Look at there. That's the world population. This was as of 2014. At least that's the statistics. There may be an update. It's a missionary agency, the Joshua Project, which does that. And you can see, as at that date, there were about 500 million Buddhists. Christianity, as at then, 2.2 million. And then, ethnic religions, traditional religions, African traditional, Asian traditional, even American traditional, that's why they got voodooism. 660 million. Hinduism, one million, one billion, and counting. Islam, 1.65 million. That's about 1.7. And going on that way, that's with the world population projected as 7 billion, which we have exceeded already. But that's not just the good news. That's not even the cheering news. The rates at which Christianity is growing is 1.3%. The rate at which Islam is growing is 1.7%. What does that mean? They projected, as at now, majority of the population of Africans are Muslims. As at now, majority of African population is what? Islam, not Christianity. And the projection is that by 2025, and which year are we in now? 2021. Islam will be the dominant religion virtually everywhere. In short, their projection was that by 2050, France will become a Muslim nation. They've already gone more than 30%. So you can see where you and I are. The northern African countries where Christianity and where the early Christian culture was formed, Asia Minor, this letter to the seven churches, they are all core Muslim areas. Turkey is where majority of this Muslim nation, where the seven churches, almost all of them, are found in Turkey. But today, Turkey is 97, 98% Muslim. And if you watch news, just the other day, I think end of last, towards end of last year, a museum that had been Christian building, a monument where Christians were worshipping in the Middle Ages, and they turned to a museum. They had just turned to 
a mosque. And so like that in England and America, many of those warehouses, closed down cathedrals, are turning into what? Warehouses or mosques. That is a warning bell for you and I. Please go to two, slide two. The reality of global death rates is the fact that for at every second, what is the clearest definition of a second? The snap of a finger. That's a second. That's the way your clock ticks or your watch ticks if it has a second hand. Every snap of a finger is a second. And every snap of a finger, there are about two people dying. Please go on, go on, bring all of them. Two people dying every second somewhere in the world. So in one minute, 106 people are dying. In one hour, more than 6,000 people are dying. And in one day, how many? 150,000. Minus COVID-19 now that has added its own. So this projection now will need to be updated with COVID-19 realities. A majority of those dying are heading where? Slide three. The demographic and conventional rates now. There's no better way than to go. The ones that cost money. I learned that for one minute advert in television, please those who are conversant about how much does it cost. NTA, for instance, network, 100,000. Has it gone higher? I think Sam Bailey is here. Sam Bailey, give us an idea, sir. Huh? For radio, 30 minutes, 60,000. Which radio? I think the rates may vary depending on which. So, television, where you spend a lot of money, assuming you have 30 minutes, 15 minutes religious broadcast, and you know how much that will be, 100, 150,000 times 15 minutes, as it were. It only accounts for 1.1% of people who get converted. Look at films, look at literature, look at even handing over the Bible. At least it makes some difference. That's what the Gideon's Bible does. Look at sermons. Why? The ordinary person will not come to church, will he? Anybody who is not so prompted, unless the Spirit of God has told him, come to church, come to church, which is what we do as our own means of invitation. They won't come. If they do, they will be CCEC Christians. What does that mean? Christians, celebration, Easter, Christians only. Christmas, celebrations, Easter, and what? Christians only. And when you have those celebrations, they will make sure they come when they must have said, the Lord be with you. So that you can go to second part. So you won't get them with sermons. Sermon. They say in Igbo, no, 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 uh-huh. If they don't come, look at their rates. Look at pastor. Pastor is employed to do the job. Look at the rates of conversion that comes through pastors. Pastors are circumscribed with administrative jobs. Monday to Sunday, they are somewhere. They have little time. Look at radio, 2.9. Look at those crusades that will spend millions of naira on. That will spend days planning. That will invite your my Jesus. Ngozi Jesus. Chinedu Jesus. Amara Jesus. 
They don't want to smile. And we say, Frankie Kennedy, is that what you call him? Ron Kenoli is coming. Ron Kenoli will come with his band. He'll come with his crew. You will pay for their flight. You pay for their hotel. You pay for their eating. You pay for the security that will follow them bumper to bumper. And budget is in millions. If it hasn't started going to billions. Look at how much he fetches into the kingdom. Look at ordinary friends. Your Jerusalem. Friend in class. Friend in school. Friend at workplace. Thirty percent. Look at relatives. People who watch your life every day. People whom you stay with. And relatives are the most difficult people to turn to Christ. Because they know you in and out. But this is where those who have been touched can begin from their Jerusalem. Jesus knew the strategy. He said, begin from your relatives. Begin there. 50% of those who still come to the kingdom in repentance are from ordinary people like you and I who talk to them. Hold them in prayer. Don't give up on them. I've had that experience, but the time is up. It's not the time to share. With every member of my family, dead and alive. Even those who are pastors now. You hold them by God. How can my household perish? And for as long as that is your desire, God will give them you in the name of Jesus. How can somebody be your friend and is not of the same stock with you? Show me your friends. I will tell you who you are. How can somebody be your friend, your closest confidant, and is not born again? And you tell me you are born again? I will query you. I won't give you a written query. But my mind is already made up on what kind of Christian you will be. How can somebody be your friend in school, in workplace, and the person to ask the detail of affairs about you is somebody who is not a believer? There's a problem with that life. Turn it around. Turn it to an advantage. And the time to do so is now. And the day to begin is today. John 4.35 Jesus said, you look at the harvest fields and you say, in four months time, they will be ready. But look up. The harvest is already ripe. Begin today. And immediately after Jesus finished in Mark 16, 20, they went everywhere preaching the gospel and God confirmed their word with signs and wonders following. May that be your experience and mine in the name of Jesus Christ. Seek first the kingdom. Seek his work. The work this year and the assignment is go you. Every other program and priority you have this year, they will be added unto you. And as the Lord put a paralyzing fear on the circumstances around, so will he effortlessly lead you on to victory, to success, and to fulfillment in the name of Jesus. Shall we bow our heads to pray? Go, tell it on the mountain. Over the rivers, everywhere, go, tell it on the mountains, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Go, tell it on the mountains, over the river, everywhere, go. Tell it on the mountains that Jesus Christ is Lord. Are you sobered enough to do that? 
Are you obedient enough to do that? Are you willing enough to do that? Do you feel enough capacity to do that? He who gave the command say I am with you. I will lead the charge. The jury is out. Just go. All power is on me. And I will go with you. My presence will lead you. Open your mouth and I will feel it. Go. Tell him father I am ready to go. I am willing to go. I'm yielded to go. I have no account in heaven. If you don't, really, tell him. It's a confession, but it's an admission of what you want to happen next. I have only little account in heaven. Maybe one, maybe two, since you knew Jesus. Lord, it won't be the same this year. I'm going. I'm going. I'm leaving my comfort zone. I'm going. Empowered by your spirit. I'm going. I'm going. Can somebody pray to God that way? Can that be a burden and a passion? God is more willing who will have all men to be saved. Ask of me the heading and I will give you. And the uttermost parts of the earth for your inheritance. Look at God asking you and I to ask. Those who go weeping, sowing, sowing, shall doubtless return with joy and singing. Those who go with the word of righteousness, with the word of truth, preaching the gospel of peace, shall doubtless return with their backs filled, with their vats full, with heaven in joy, and dead themselves. Yet, the things they desire, they don't need a right trace, they will follow them. Tell the Lord I'm willing. Lord I'm willing. Lord, I'm willing. I'm beginning where I am. I'm beginning as a child. I'm beginning as an adult. I'm beginning as somebody who has retired. I even have more time now. I'm beginning with my phone friends. I'm beginning with those who I call my friends. But they have not yet experienced the light of salvation in Christ. Plead with him. Plead with him. He will do it. He will. That's his desire. He's already empowered you. And he says, obey my bidding. Father, we will go in Jesus' name. Father, we will go in Jesus' name. Lord, we have no reason to stay in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, this message will not be charged to our account today, this year, and in eternity in the name of Jesus. It's yielding fruit and results in our individual lives. Old or young, male or female, toddler, sucking breast, or one who has the age of reasoning in the name of Jesus Christ. Your power is with us. Your presence has gone ahead of us. Lord, we will go and you will fill our mouth and you will do the conviction by the enablement of the Holy Spirit and heaven will rejoice again and again on our account in the name of Jesus Christ. All the excuses, all the lethargies, all our wrong perceptions, all our attitude of let them come and all our saying is not my business. Lord, as you have removed them today, make us willing Make us available. Make us desirous to go and not look back in the name of Jesus. And Father, for everyone who goes, according to your determinate counsel, he says, I will make you. Lord, this year, make us in the name of Jesus. Make us not only fishers of men. Make us in our own professions. Make us in our businesses. Make us even in our areas of study. Make us, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. 
And when we are met by you, it will be clear to everyone. Lord, this is our desire in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the glory, receive the honor, receive the equipping as the Holy Spirit himself quickens us and gives us no rest as we begin to go. And as you go, back by your power, bringing home the results, bringing home the souls, bringing home the job, bringing the kingdom to come end, and giving you all praise and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Go!